Hello, everyone, and we are back for another podcast with video, so a vodcast. I don't think anyone calls them vodcasts anymore. That was like a 2011 thing, but uh, I'm Christopher Lloyd, and I'm joined here, of course, by Alec Toombs. How's it going, guys? And we thought we would talk today about basketball movies because it's cold, it's winter. Um, as we're recording this, it's the, mi- the middle of a winter storm. Uh, so it's a good time to be inside watching a basketball game on TV. Um, but we're getting into, you know, the NBA season is and the college seasons are kind of stoking up to their high points as football winds down. And it's just a time to think about basketball movies and kind of where they've been. Um, and one of the things I wanted to mention, Alec, is that there really hasn't been a ton of basketball movies relative to baseball or football or uh, other sports. I mean, heck, there's probably been as many hockey movies as there's been basketball movies. And of course, I'd like to think that basketball is more popular than hockey. But it seems like when I think about all the really iconic ba- basketball movies, it seems like uh, they're from the 80s, 90s, maybe the early aughts. It seems like the last 15 or 20 years or so, there just hasn't been as many. I don't know. Is, is that your perception or maybe not? Um, there's not a ton. I did see a few, uh, uh, both in uh, 2020 and 2021. I know uh, The Way Back, I guess, would technically be a basketball movie, the, the Ben Affleck thing. Yeah. But they never actually show the games in the movie at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. I w- saw a movie last year called Boogie that I actually enjoyed quite a bit uh, about a New York basketball player, a uh, high school kid. Uh, thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, there was one last year that got a lot of high-flying bird. Uh, that was about like, you know, then agent from the, uh, and it seems like it's been almost more like that, less on court basketball movies and more about stuff that's happening off the court. Sure. Um, uh, like High Flying Bird. I'm not sure if there's actually any basketball. You might that. see him shooting hoops, like just practicing or something, but I think that's the extent of it. Yeah. And you mentioned the way back with, of course, with um, uh, Ben Affleck, which I think that was like a thing that was, is they really, didn't want it to be about what happened on the court. They wanted it to be about the, the coach and his alcoholism and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm just going to go through a list of some that I, I threw together real quick. Um, Love and Basketball, Hoop Dreams, Hoosiers, The Basketball Diaries, Blue Chips, The Way Back, Uncle Drew, Semi-Fro, Just Right, Glory Road, He Got Game, Coach Carter, Space Jam 1 and 2, White Man Can't Jump, um, Sunset Park, I mentioned High Flying Bird, and uh, Cornbread, Earl, and Me. Um, that's, that last one is probably the oldest one, going back to, I think, the 1970s. Um, that's really interesting why, you know, the popularity of basketball has sort of, I don't know, it, it wasn't as popular as a mainstream sport maybe in the 50s and 60s, but I think from the 70s, especially the 80s and 90s on up, you know, its popularity has really grown. So why do you think basketball has not been as ripe a sports movie topic as maybe other sports i mean to begin with i'm not sure it's it says uh cinematographic is that word or uh as say football there's not as much uh visceral action to it in my opinion maybe harder to capture as well um that's that'd be my guess Hmm. but uh, i have a theory and it's probably maybe a little bit in contradiction of yours which is I think basketball is very exciting. Uh, and what makes it exciting is that there's action constantly going on that is 
impacting the game. Whereas other sports, particularly the ones that are most popular for movies, for football and baseball, have long dead spots where there's not really a lot going on or there's not really going on that's really breakout and impactful. Like, you know, one of my favorite stats to throw around is um, NFL games are uh, 60 minutes long. Sure. Uh, uh, four 15-minute quarters. It actually takes about three, three and a half, three to fifty hours, three 15 minutes to actually play a game. Average NFL game actually contains six minutes of actual football action. Uh, just because the clock runs, you know, sure. when the, when it's not timeouts or there's not a dead ball and things like that. Uh, and, of course, baseball is a very contemplative game. We'll, we'll, we'll use the polite terminology. Uh, my point being is that I think because you have all those gaps in football and baseball, there's there's a lot of opportunity to stick other things in there, to bring the humanity, bring stories in there, the interactions of the players, the catcher talking to the hitter, all, you know, players talking to each other, the line of scrimmage. There's other things that can go on. Players don't really have an opportunity to interact with each other much during the game other than, you know, timeouts and fouls and dead right. balls and things like that. That's, that's my working theory. It's an astute point you're making. I mean, it's constant movement, sort, sort of like soccer in a way. Um, I'm not sure it would necessarily translate. Maybe they want to take the timeouts that you get in football and baseball uh, to de- delve into the human condition, the human emotion, maybe – there's not as much room for that with a basketball movie. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like, like, you know, some of the best baseball movies in particular, like Bull Durham. I mean, there's very little baseball action in Bull Durham. Right. Uh, or, you know, Bang the Drum Slowly, another older one from a long time ago. Very little baseball action in the thing. Um, and I think it's because people like to sort of create the, um, the drama and sort of the the big humanistic story around the game, you know, so it's almost like the lore of the game as opposed to the game. Whereas basketball movies, a lot of them have tended to focus really on the, the, the game itself. I mean, obviously there's a lot of things going on like Hoosiers, you know, which is probably typified as, you know, one of the most beloved and well-known basketball movies. Uh, there's a lot of stuff off the court, but there's a lot of stuff on the court. I've never like timed it, but it's, you know, it's everything is building up to the game. Whereas I think some of these other, uh, you know, like Bull Durham, you know, the movie's not building up to the game. The game is almost secondary to what's sure. going on in that. Um, so why don't we start with this? Um, tell me what's your favorite basketball movie and why? And I'll, I'll, I'll reciprocate. I would say my favorite basketball movie is the documentary Hoop Dreams from, I believe, 1993 or four. Yeah. Uh, directed by Steve James. Uh, I just found the young men, Arthur Agee and William Gates, to be very fascinating figures. Uh, Agee's father also I found to be highly fascinating. I, I found the movie to be very powerful, very dynamic. Um, to me, it's the best basketball movie there is. Yeah, and so that would be one where, obviously, there's a lot of on-court action in that, but it's really about those human stories. It's about the kids, it's about racism, it's about poverty, it's about... Black boys wanting to have the opportunity to make something of themselves, and they see basketball oftentimes as the as the only viable path to do that. Um, and so, as we watch them grow from boys to men um, and chasing that dream, yeah, that's just a just an amazing. I mean, that would that would probably certainly be in my top three as well. Um, what what would be your favorite? 
I probably would go with Hoosiers, which I know seems like kind of a, a typical choice, but it's just such a great movie. Um, it, you know, obviously it's an Indiana story. So now that I live in Indiana, I've got that uh, going for it. But, you know, great performances, great basketball action. Um, and it's just kind of the whole package. It's, it's about, it, it captures why basketball is important to people. Obviously in Indiana, but I think the, the message translates to anywhere, you know, why people love basketball, you know, to go have a tiny little town in the middle of nowhere, but you can go and root for your, your team. Um, and of course, you know, in Indiana where, you know, you have like tiny, tiny little rural school districts in the middle of Northern or Southern Indiana. And they, yet they will have like a huge modern state of the art uh, field house where they play their games. At. That just sort of sums up what, what Hoosiers is all about. I'm going um, to take a controversial stance here. I like Hoosiers. I find it very overrated, however. Like, I think Hackman's great in it. I think Dennis Hopper is great in it. Um, it takes place in, what is it, the 1950s? Yeah. Um, the 80s score always pulls me out of the movie. I kind of wish they'd gone with a score that's like the, you know, the synth music and stuff. I know yeah. the movie was made in the 80s, but there feels like a weird, uh, just it's, it it's like synth, it's like synthesizers and electronic music, as I recall, isn't it? Correct. Which I mean, if it's if I'm watching Scarface or something, that feels appropriate. But this movie that takes place in 1950s Indiana, it feels kind of weird. Yeah, and I've heard other people, including people in, in Indiana, say that they like the movie, but they find it uh, overrated. Um, uh, we won't. Uh, it's good. I'm not arguing that. I just find it slightly overrated. Yeah, I, I, I should mention uh, Angelo Pizzo, the writer writer of, uh, of of Hoosiers and obviously Rudy and some other iconic movies. I know is a um, an active reader of our of of, of the Film Yap Substack. So Angelo, if you're uh, if you're watching this, uh, let it be known that uh, we do love Hoosiers around. Sorry, but, uh, so going from that, jumping from that, what do you think makes a good basketball movie then since it's it doesn't seem to kind of fit in the same categories as other sports movies what's the criteria for you for making a basketball movie work if it's okay by you i'm going to extrapolate even further for me sports movies in general it makes them work and this may have something to do with my own personal history or my own issues father-son relationships generally are, are the key to sports movies all my favorite sports movies center on a relationship between fathers and sons uh, Field of Dreams is probably my favorite sports movie of all time. Um, certainly there. Uh, a few of my other favorite sports movies of all time, uh, Creed. Uh, it's maybe the lack of a father figure or a surrogate father figure. Or uh, He Got Game, Spike Lee's uh, basketball movie, which I think is an outstanding movie. And uh, Ray Allen, I think, is one of the best, uh, gives one of the best performances that an athlete has given in a movie. Short of like yeah. maybe OJ and the Naked Gun movies, so I thought <laughs> I thought he was great in the movie. He felt natural. Some of these guys can't act like Anthony Hardaway in Blue Chips or Shaquille O'Neal in Blue yeah. Chips. They're, they're not very good. I thought Ray Allen actually brought a lot of emotion, something interesting in the role of Jesus Shellsworth, and he got game. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's one of Spike Lee's better better early movies that I think kind of has gotten forgotten, unfortunately, a little bit. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Um. I will stand up for blue chips a little. I did a, I think I did a reeling backward column about it uh, within the last four or five years or so. And yeah, I'm not going to say that 
Shaquille O'Neal is uh, a skilled thespian or anything like that, or Anthony, and, and Penny Hardaway. And I love, I'm a big Penny Hardaway fan. I actually interviewed Penny Hardaway in person. Uh, yeah, a thespian, he is not. <laughs> His life readings are uh, more wooden than the, the floor of the floor of the court that he played on in the movie. But I think it's, it's still a really good movie. Um, in a lot of ways, underrated movie, just because it's showing like the senior side of college ball. Nick Nolte, great performance from him, is playing like a, a, a Bob Knight style coach sure. who, you know, falls for the lore of um, corruption and, the, you know, where the, the desire to win um, uh, outstrips all things. I think Blue Trips is, it's not a great movie, but I think, it, I think it's a good movie and I think it's an underrated movie, despite the performances that you mentioned. Yeah, a good director, William Friedkin, made it, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. And and Nolte makes almost any sports movie better. He was in all those football movies from the 70s, like uh, North, North Dallas 40. 40. And he was in another one of my favorite sports movies, Warrior, another father-son movie with Tom Hardy and Joel Edgerton, which I think is just a fantastic movie. Yeah. So the father-son is what is what does it for you. Um, I'm not sure if I have any kind of specific criteria um, I do for basketball. I do want at least a good amount of on-court action. I mean, I don't mind a movie where it's about the human stories, but something like High Flying Bird, where they're just talking about basketball. Um, I remember a lot of people loved that movie, and I, I was really, I mean, I, I struggled to get through it. Um, basketball, like Soderberg stuff, or is it just kind of? I'm sorry. Do you tend to like Steven Soderberg stuff, or is it kind of hit or miss for you? He's very hit or miss for me. Um, when he hits, he hits hard, but when he misses, he also misses like just whiffs. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 in general, I liked his earlier stuff more than I have like the stuff he's done over like the last ten or fifteen years. I would sure. say I'm, I'm kind of the same with the uh, the Coens brothers, Joel and Joel and Ethan, who are my absolute probably f- favorite filmmakers when I was uh, you know in my twenties and even thirties, and I kind of f- fell off with them, and I'm getting off on a tangent because they have not made any basketball movies maybe Soderbergh to you is kind of like Jordan playing for the Washington Wizards after coming back from retirement because Soderbergh retired and came back much like Jordan perhaps I don't know yeah and the thing is nobody ever speaks of his Washington Wizards year (laughs) because it's just like they just wipe it from memory it's like yeah he came back he was 40 years old he was kind of chucking it up there just so he could you know average 20 points a game missed a few dunks yeah but yeah i would probably say what about some bad basketball movies i'm trying to think of some like uh i remember the basketball diaries i didn't care for that one um the I thought very, the very... performance in that movie was great again that movie's not all that basketball centered it's more about he and his buddies doing drugs and getting into trouble yeah um, exactly um probably closer to like um uh train spotting <laughs> than basketball uncle drew from a couple years ago that was pretty bad uh, uh i did think chris weber was surprisingly good in that movie i i wouldn't have seen the movie i'm a big brother in the big brothers big sisters program and my little wanted to go see the movie i i also took him to see space jam too another movie i wouldn't have watched otherwise but he was really into basketball i i went in with very low expectations and found uncle drew to be Okay, I think the same guy who directed Uncle Drew, uh, Malcolm D. Lee, directed Space Jam, too. He's Spike Lee's cousin. Yeah, yeah. He was like Spike's uh, cinematographer in a lot of his early movies and then broke off on his own. Good do- I think he still works with Spike sometimes, but a director in his own right now. Um, semi-pro, 
semi-pro yeah, with that, Will Ferrell. I didn't care for that one. Not great. No. Um, uh, Coach Carter wasn't bad. But it was sort of over a little over raw. It, it was sort of like they were trying to take like the, you know, the, I, I think a model of the tough coach, you know, taking over a school and something that they were trying to replicate something that had already been done. I have not cared for either of the Space Jam movies. Um, the first one was better than the second. Um, you know, whatever you want to say about Michael Jordan, he at least has a screen presence that I don't think LeBron James does. Uh, so yeah. Plus, I mean, they're just, I mean, they're kids movies. I mean, it's, it's, sure. it's kids entertainments with basketball in there. Yeah. I was a Jordan fanatic as a kid. And by the time Space Jam came out, I was 15. I had zero interest in seeing it. I was way too cool for school regarding that. If it didn't have like Tarantino or Kevin Smith or like Robert Rodriguez or somebody attached at that time, I had zero interest in watching it. So yeah. uh, I didn't see Space Jam until watching it before seeing Space Jam 2, just so I could keep up with the movie. I didn't yeah. want to get confused. Speaking um, of overrated, um, since you uh, committed a uh, basketball movie uh, 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 apostasy by saying you <laughs> weren't, weren't as huge, huge on Hoogers as those, I will say when it comes to uh, basketball movies or basketball in general that I think Michael Jordan is overrated. He's a great, 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 great player. Um, I don't have him as my number one. I would probably put him number four or five on my all-time list. Um, uh, but I will say he's a better actor than LeBron, LeBron, LeBron James. I'll give him that. Jordan is my goat. And uh, if we're counting it as a movie, Last Dance would be right up there, too. I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah, we, we, we talked a little bit about Last Dance a little before. It kind of maybe doesn't fit in movies. It's definitely a streaming or it's a documentary series. But, you know, I, I think we can talk about it just because it's uh, it, it's in that thing of, of, of di- there aren't a ton of basketball documentaries now that I think about it either. You know, Hoop Dreams was one. Um, I can't think of a ton of others. Um, oh, I should should have mentioned uh, we should mention Chi Town, which is a documentary. I think you can see that on Amazon Prime right now. And that is about uh, current Indiana Pacers, Kiefer Sykes. This is about it's sort of it's sort of a hoop dreams story of him. So it covers him during his high school years of, uh, you know, and eventually wanting to play professional basketball, even though he's like a little I think they list him at six foot or six foot one. But he's like my height. It's like five, ten. I haven't heard of that. Check it out. Town. So it's about his him growing up in Chicago. It's on Amazon Prime and it's quite good. I definitely I mean, it's it's very much following in the footsteps of Hoop Dreams. But if you like Hoop Dreams, you'll like Chi-Town. Uh, there are a few movies we haven't brought up. Uh, Teen Wolf from 1985 with Michael J. Fox. Uh, <laughs> a buddy of mine, Mike Mustin, it's his favorite movie of all time. So if he watches this and doesn't hear me talk about it, he's going to rip me a new one. Uh, there is a lot of basketball action in that movie. I'm not sure how accurate it is to the game. There's like people pantsing each other and stuff. But uh, I enjoy uh, Teen Wolf for what it is. Uh, I don't think you mentioned this one either. Uh, Above the Rim. It oh, was yeah, in the, the early 90s. Uh, probably more popularized for its inclusion of the uh, Warren G and Nate Dogg song, Regulate, which was huge in my adolescence. But uh, really good performance from Tupac Shakur in that movie, who I always found to be a very captivating presence on the screen. Yeah, yeah. Although uh, I don't think the actual Tupac Shakur uh, played Above the Rim himself. Uh 
No, he, he wasn't even a basketball player in the movie. I think Dwayne Martin, who was in like some of the screen movies and actually was a professional basketball player at one point, he's in the movie. Um, I think he was a teenager. Leon from Cliffhanger was uh, in it. It's been so long since I saw it. I don't think I've seen it since it came out. So. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's a good one to include. Uh, I did want to mention Love and Basketball just because I think it's a good one um, and also not as much about the on the on-court stuff. Um, but a basketball romance. I mean, it kind of almost stands alone uh, as a basketball, two basketball players in a relationship with each other. Um, and if I, memory serves, I, I believe it was directed by a black woman, too. Uh, it's the lady who directed The Old Guard. I meant to backtrack. I've never seen Love and Basketball. I've seen pieces of it on HBO. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's very it's very sweet. Um, the Gina Price Blythewood, maybe? Yeah. Uh, I know, is it Sana Lathan is in the movie and Omar Epps, I believe? Yes, yes. Yeah. I've Beautiful heard nothing truth. but good things. Yeah. So maybe we should end on uh, just talking about what what's the future for basketball movies that you see? Like I said, I don't think I've really seen really any good outstanding basketball movies that focus on the basketball over the last five or ten years that's you know coming into my brain i mean uh did you Glory see boogie Road. by chance say did you see boogie from last year no i didn't i recall it was not about like an, an asian american yeah which kind guy. of is an interesting spin on it um very hip-hop infused I, I would say that's important to basketball movies too at least to me as a kid of, or teenager of the 90s uh Above the Rim, Sunset Park, all these movies were very hip hop infused. I think that's the direction we should probably go with it if we're if we're moving in the future. Infuse more hip hop, and I think that would help. Kind of take it back to where it was maybe in the nineteen nineties when they were more. They were yeah. it like there were I mean, more of them and they were more popular. Correct. All right. Well, thanks, Alex, for joining me. We're not going to go into overtime, uh, but uh, if you're a basketball fan like I am, uh, and I'm sure Alex, like you are check out some of these movies a lot of them are they're all out there for streaming or rental or however you want to watch your films and we appreciate you guys and wilt chamberlain is the goat go hoosiers